Welcome to Unchenyo and Strength Podcast. This is a podcast to help new and aspiring entrepreneurs get your business off the ground with simple, easy, and effective mindset and business strategies. I am your host, Maria C. Krause. I love music, and I'm fully aware that I can't sing, but I do it anyways. It's the little things in life that spark my soul. I'm fascinated with the deep blue of the sky, the stars, and the moon, and I also love ice cream, tons of it. In this podcast, I bring special guests from all over the world, from different backgrounds and niches of expertise, who share their unique story and their most valuable tools, tips, and strategies to help you become more successful in all areas of your life. We cover everything from branding, mindset tools, Facebook ads, how to start a podcast, how to build a Facebook group, you name it. We're here to help you and empower you to build a life and business you always dreamed of. Enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to another episode of Antonio and the Strength Podcast. We got a very, very special guest today. Um, this lady's called Pia Prana Magrud. Hopefully I got it right. It's a little bit hard to pronounce. But Pia is a copia coaching and training. Hi, Pia. How are you? Oh, hi. Thank you so much for having me, Maria. I'm, I'm really, really well. I love it. You got a, such a lovely accent. And I was telling Pia before we got on the podcast, I was like, I cannot figure from your name and everything. I could not figure where you're from. It's just like they're all very different ones until you told me you were from Norway. Norway. And I was like, what? That makes no sense. <laughs> well, you know, interestingly, I have spent many more years outside of Norway than in Norway. So that's why when I when I meet people, they would generally not guess that I'm from Norway because I've just been spending so many years speaking English as my main language now. Mm -hmm. and, but you still have this lovely, lovely accent, but it is. It's a bit confusing. You know, sometimes you can tell when people are from Germany because of their very heavy R and then French people so, or Italians that they don't know, they can't pronounce the H. But it's fine. It's hilarious. It's so funny. My friends, when they keep telling well, I, me. I've lived, I've lived in the Middle East. I now live in the Far East. I've wow. lived in the UK. I've lived in the States. So you can imagine after so many years of, of living in different countries, I, I'm also a bit of a chameleon. So if I'm, because I lived in Scotland, if, I, if I'm with a Scot, then suddenly I sound a little bit more Scottish. Mm -hmm. If I'm with an American, then I sound a little bit more American. What happens when you're a global citizen like me? <laughs> <laughs> so, Pia, tell us a little bit about yourself so everybody can get to know you. Uh, I know, I say, I mentioned she's a copia coaching. And I was like, what is a copia? And then she explained it to me, but now she'll explain it to you as well. So you know what it is. She's not making stuff up. <laughs> well, it's, it's what I didn't tell you, Maria, was that when I was choosing a name for my business, I didn't want to use my name and I was thinking what's a what's a meaningful word that that has a it's beautiful but also has a meaning so I I literally got a latin dictionary and I started just looking through the dictionary and I got to see and I thought copia that sounds nice and I found out that it means abundance and I thought wow that's so powerful and that's how I ended up naming my business abundance i love that love it love it and tell us um P, how did you get started in this journey what was Ooh, the that's, it's, 
I guess it's almost coming up, I think 19 years ago since I trained as a coach. So I'm, I'm really going, going way back there, but, but, um, it actually really came from really struggling myself was having a really hard time. And I thought, what am I going to do? And I think a big part of my journey was that I had, I hadn't really lived very much in authenticity. And by that, I mean that I, I, I was living a life kind of like with a mask. Mm-hmm. And it was a mask that I had, I had, like most of us, you know, we learn how to de- be decent human beings from our families, from education, from religion, from society. And I took on all these different aspects that weren't necessarily my own. So I got to a point where I, I was just not in a good place. And, and I started reading some self-development books because, which was very out of character. I wasn't into any of this stuff at all. Yeah. And then I, um, then I met a coach who I thought was so inspiring. And I remember, especially the very first workshop I participated in, and I looked at the woman in front of the room and I just thought, that's what I want to do when I grow up. And, you know, I was already 30. <laughs> but, but there was something inside of me that already knew that I had this, that I was being pulled towards something. And, and I, didn't, I didn't know that what that was going to be, was going to be coaching, was going to be counseling, facilitating training. I, I even do um, trauma-informed work, which is called biodynamic breath and trauma release. And so I've, over the years, as almost like, for lack of a better analogy, but over the years, just one layer of the onion after mm-hmm. the other. And the more I was peeling away, the more I was accessing more joy, a sense of inner freedom, much more love for myself, which really was lacking before. And so with all these people, be it coaches that I came across or therapists or teachers, I was, I was just uh, really developing a great deal of spaciousness inside. And I just thought, this is what I want to keep doing. Not just because I want to develop myself, but because I think I have something to share here. And so going from feeling like a nobody and feeling so low to getting into a place where I really felt a certainty that I have something to give others. And so it really started from very low and then slowly, slowly just taking one step in front of the other, building that inner muscle of, of, um, starting to take care of myself, but also starting to listen, starting to listen inside rather than outside. And I had spelled, spent a lifetime listening to everybody else but myself. And I personally believe that's why I got into such a low point in my life because I'd never really listened to my own heart, my own mm-hmm. wisdom. It can be hard. Can it be like Pia when we're listening? Well, like, I think we're, since kids, we were taught we have to be listening. We have to listen to, you know, what the adults say, what the teachers say, what, and then, you know, everybody who's older than you, you have to listen to them. And sometimes their advice sucked, (laughs) 
sucked and you had to like <laughs> shut up, swallow it and be like, yeah, okay, when I grow up, things are going to be different, <laughs> you know? But um, what, what do you feel like when you say you came from that point, that really low point, what, what may I ask what happened there? What was, what was that low point? Was it by something that happened to you in your family or something more per, like personal as like with someone like a, a relationship or, or, or with yourself? What was it? Yeah, well, it was a series of events, but the biggest event was that um, my mother had suffered depression for many years and she got, um, she got admit admitted into an institution. Okay. And I think because of all the struggles that my mom had had in her life, I, I always had this fear that, oh my God, I'm going to end up like my mom and not end up in the way that all the things that was beautiful about her and strong about her, but these parts that were so challenging for her. And once she was, once she got really sick and was admitted, uh, that was the catalyst. But there was all, you know, it was really years in the making mm -hmm. where I, I was, I really was a pleaser through and through. I would always put other people in front of myself. I would, I would bend over backwards, even if that might hurt me because I wanted to just uh, take care of everybody else. And, and, and so, and that's why it was such an important journey to start building self-love because until I really got a sense of, well, actually I have worth, I have, you know, I'm important and what's inside of me is important. I would just continue to, um, I would continue to be living a lie and living inauthentically. And as a result, just really feeling shit mm -hmm. at the end of the day. So, so when I then started on my journey, it was, I, it certainly wasn't easy, but it was this, this journey of finally after a year of just crying and just feeling totally lost where I finally reached out to get some support. And I think this is one of first of all, this was one of my biggest mistakes that I didn't reach out before. And, and till this day, I'm very much a, I'm like a poster girl for therapy, for coaching, for counseling, <laughs> because Most of us in the, this day and age, we're expected to do so many things. Yeah. We're expected to be parents. We're expect, expected to be, uh, have a full-time job. We're expected to, you know, you and I are entrepreneurs. And, and there's so many things that we're multitasking. And very often we forget ourselves in the process. Or that, that is at least a risk. Yeah, Pia, but wouldn't to think that the, the reason why we're multitasking is because we put that pressure on ourselves that we think we have to do it all. In reality, I mean, we don't have to do it all. No, but I, I do think that, that there's, we've we got to a place in society now where, where more is better, bigger is better, where, where you know, so in some families where let's say the mom goes to work just so she can pay for childcare. I know. You know, yeah. like, and, yeah. and there's, there's, I think the world that we're living in now is this place where we have to keep growing. Everything has to expand instead of us 
taking care of some of those things that are the most basic, which is like when you go on a plane, if you have a child, they always say in the, in the instructions, put the mask on yourself before you put mm -hmm. it on your child. You're no good to anybody if you're not taking care of yourself. So I don't necessarily agree that we are the ones that put that pressure on ourselves. I think the more we look either media or in education, and then of course, now we're with the internet, you know, we, we can sit at home and we can connect with anybody out there in, in the World Wide Web. And we see all these people creating amazing things and suddenly we think we have to do the same. Well, we're not all designed like that. You know, Thank some people you. would be... Yeah, that right? Like, it, it, I see that a lot in the entrepreneur world. It's like, you know, because you have a business, it's like suddenly you have a business and you think you everybody wants to have a business. And for some people, they don't. I mean, I... I I admire the woman that loves her job and goes to work nine to five because she loves her job and she loves what she does. I, I grew up with women like that, that I used to look, look up to, you know, one of my, I think she was like, I, I always called her my second mother. She was, a, she cooked at a school, at a primary school, and she would get up at seven o'clock in the morning, go to work every day. And she absolutely loved what she did. But somebody would be like, oh, well, she worked crazy hours and she worked loads, but she enjoyed it. You know, it's, I think not everybody has to be an entrepreneur. Not everybody has to have their business. I think it goes far beyond that. No. And, you know, I think there's a lot of great ideas about what it means to be an entrepreneur. You know, oh, I, get, I have all this freedom. Oh, I, I can do what I want with my own time. Well, a lot of that means that you're probably working twice as much as the people that are are working in a full-time job. And like you and I spoke before we started recording, actually having, if you're into self-development, then definitely entrepreneurship is a great journey because it will challenge you. Mm -hmm. It will beat you to a pulp half the time. And the amount of times, you know, where I've, you know, pulling my hair out or I just like, I can't do this anymore because it requires that you are so intimate with yourself and you have to really be with yourself when, when, you know, the, the poop is hitting the fan, right? Because there's, there's not some sort of imaginary boss that's going to fix the, the problems for you. Mm -hmm. So um, as an entrepreneur, I hear again and again, it's the biggest piece of self-development you'll ever do. Yes. And like I said earlier, I, I am actually a real, a real cheerleader for doing your inner work. Because at some point or another, living the life of that somebody else designed for you or was expected for you, it will get old sooner, sooner rather than later. Absolutely. Just like it did for me. And thankfully that happened. I mean, that's 20 years ago now. Mm -hmm. But I would say that for me, the out of all the things I've done in my life, and I've, I've worked on great projects, I've supported people either through trainings or through coaching, counseling. But the most important work I've done in my life is to get up close and personal and intimate with myself. 
because how can I possibly be of service to anybody else if I can't put my stake in the ground here and say, this is who I am. So the journey of so many years to really find my unique voice, that is my greatest piece of work till this day. <laughs> I love it, Pia. But it's an ongoing work, isn't it? It's, it's always, you never stop, but... I mean, it's, it's, it's so rewarding, but it, it is. You find something about yourself and then you work on that and then you find something else. And, and before I say you work on that as well, sometimes we don't have to work on all our things. Sometimes we have to accept them as they are as well. No, there, there are things about ourselves that that's... No, I'm not saying, oh, I've always been like that because I hate when people say that. Oh, I've always been like that and they don't want to change. Is trying out different things, but there are certain traits about ourselves that they might come from an intuitive place, you know, something that we haven't untapped yet. Because I think we all are energetic beings, and sometimes we have this feeling, you know, when you meet somebody and you automatically go like, oh, I'm not sure about this person. And it's not, you know, some people say, oh, that's already prejudging, but maybe something is not the prejudging, something is, it's in the air, you know, it is an energetic field. But um, but yeah, Pia, let's talk a little bit about let's talk more about this, not a little bit, but about finding your inner voice. Cause I think it's it doesn't only apply for people who are entrepreneurs, it applies for all women, especially in a moment now in time that you know more of us are speaking, more of us are being able to have conversations about things that were so taboo, things that We've gone through things that hurt us, things that are actually happening. And for a long time, everybody's been covering it, you know, or, oh, don't be talking about that. You know, um, femicides, women being, being murdered, women being raped, being, all these things are actually happening. And we're seeing more women talking about it. So let's talk about finding your inner voice. Mm. Well, well, this we, we've kind of started already because the finding your inner voice is the journey to go inside. And when you said a moment ago, you know, we are intuitive beings, you know, I couldn't agree more. I mean, we are, we are also energetic beings. We are, we are already born with so much wisdom, right? And and the challenge is that the conformity that most societies require of us means that we oh we have to fit in. So by the time we go to school and oh if we're not fitting in, we might get bullied. Oh, then I make some notes about well I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speak my truth anymore. I'm not gonna say that because now I'm gonna get bullied. And 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 that just continues. That just continues. And you know, one of the, the, you know, I grew up being one of these girls that I, I never rocked the boat. I was just really, like I said earlier, I was such a pleaser. And, and I would never speak up. But in that process, I lost my voice. I lost the connection with my, with this intuitive being, with this feeling being. And so the journey of, finding your own voice is really finding what is your true authentic self. Now that is quite a vulnerable journey. So part of this is for you to be willing to get vulnerable with yourself. 
And for a lot of people, you've probably heard this yourself, Maria, but a lot of people see equate uh, vulnerability with weakness. Yes. Right? Oh, I don't want to be vulnerable because then I seem weak. Mm -hmm. And I, it couldn't be more further from the truth because vulnerability is... is we, we were born vulnerable, and vulnerability is really your soul speaking to you. It's what makes you human. And so part of vulnerability is it could be that I need to reach out for help. Mm -hmm. Part of vulnerability means, oh, my God, I've, I'm just starting to see something about myself that, oh, if I don't want to be vulnerable, I can just – I can just um, – you know, put it down at the bottom of the drawer again and not and, and lock lock it and, and throw away the key. But vulnerability is that willingness to look in the mirror or look inside and be willing to be with what is there. Now that could mean that what's there is sometimes I feel afraid. Or sometimes I feel totally lost. I don't know what to do. Or it might be that I don't know how to love myself. And the list goes on, of course. And none of those are socially acceptable. If you bump into a friend tomorrow on the street and, how are you, Maria? And you go, you know what? I'm, I'm feeling really lost and, and uh, uh, I, I'm feeling quite desperate, whatever that is. That's not socially acceptable. They're probably no. just like, oh, you'll be fine. No. no, but I think that's why a lot of people, they they do their cry for help in a very different manner. You know, like people who might get drunk all the time that, you know, rely on alcohol all the time or, you know, that self-distraction path that it's, a, I think for some people it might be a cry for help. People who binge eat or, you know, anybody who's actually causing themselves self-harm. Well, I'm just writing a word here, a four-letter word as you were speaking. And I wrote down the word numb because all addiction is, it's a way we all find different ways to numb out, mm -hmm. right? And it doesn't have to be substance. It, of course, it, that's, that's an obvious one, but it could, like you said, it could be eating. It could be shopping, online shopping. Mm -hmm. It could be exercise. There are so many different ways in which we numb out. And some of them on paper look like they're healthy, but if you're not feeling yourself, if you're not connected with yourself, you're still numbing. Yeah. So a big piece of, of the finding your voice is to be willing to feel your feelings. And I don't know. Um, I mean, thankfully, I've developed relationships now where I, or friendships now where we can explore this together. But I think so many people, it's just not the thing to do. I'm not going to show my feelings to anybody else. So why would I even acknowledge that they exist? Yeah. Most people have so much unexpressed emotion inside. Keep on swallowing. Well, anger is not accepted here. So I'm not going to express my anger or my rage. If I feel... Sad now, somebody's going to say, I'm feeling sorry for myself. Okay, I'll, I'll keep swallowing that too. 
And Pia, can I ask you, because this is also, I mean, this is part of the journey as well. And I see that for some entrepreneurs, it can be a bit hard or people who are on a spiritual journey. Let's forget about entrepreneurship. Let's be, let's talk about people who are on a self-development or a spiritual journey. And sometimes you can get angry and you want to punch somebody because <laughs> it does happen. I mean, as you said, there's, those are part of being vulnerable, being emotion, being human. That's part of it. And a lot of people who are on that journey repress it as well because they will feel like they're being hypocrite. You know, if that makes sense, you know, like, okay, I'm trying to be a nice person here, but I'm really angry at you, but I'm going to try to find a way to repress that anger and try to bring it into a spiritual way, which is not really spiritual if you try to repress it, right? Well, there's a term for what you just talked about, and it's called spiritual bypassing. Okay. It's an actual psychological term. And what it, what it gen basically means is that, you know, I'm very spiritual and I'm, I, I do yoga and I, I meditate. Therefore, anything that doesn't fit with light and love, it doesn't belong to me. But of course, it's still there. But what, when, when I talk about feeling your feelings, it's also creating a, a safe environment where you can do that without hurting yourself or others. So, so anger, of course, is a, is, it's a big one, right? And, and I think every day we see the result of unexpressed anger where somebody uh, blows up mm -hmm. uh, after having swallowed enough and suddenly there's some mass shooting in the States or something, right? That's, the, that's like the extreme example of when we don't give ourselves the opportunity to really feel what we're feeling. So with, with anger... There's some great ways to express your anger, which does not have to mean that you're anger at, angry at anybody else. It could mean that you take a tennis racket and you bash your mattress on your bed <laughs> and you really give it to yourself, just like you bash it. And if you're not disturbing the neighbors, then use your voice. It's fantastic. Another thing is you can, otherwise you can take a pillow you can either bash the pillow somewhere where, again, let me stress, not in a way that you're going to hurt yourself or somebody else. You take the pillow, either you bash it as well and really start, because anger can be expressed not just in a rage, but it, it's, it's, an, it's an energy. So mm -hmm. by really moving your body as you're expressing, you'll be amazed at how much you can release. Or if it's too, if it's too, um, it would be too loud in your apartment block. You scream into the pillow <laughs> like this. These are just some very simple ways to safely express your feelings. But even before the expression, you still need to acknowledge that they're there and give yourself permission that, yes, you're allowed to feel angry or, yes, you're allowed to feel sad or disappointed and for a lot of people, oh, no, I never get angry. But but these are all, and actually anger is such, it, 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 it's such an energy. If you can use it in a productive way, like I just described, so much creativity can come from that. So much life energy can come from you releasing stuck energy like anger. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of good music out there created with anger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All that heavy metal from when I was younger. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. And I used to do what I call play angry female music. Yeah. So it's all female musicians, of course, but any music that was really building up that energy of Mm -hmm. of where I can really just, and then I would, in the living room, whatever, I would dance, but not like I would in a, in a disco or in a club, (laughs) I would just like really like sort of move my body to the music. Oh, that was actually my, my favorite way to move energy. I love it. I love it. I was just thinking about, I just went to the gym and I was telling him I wanted to take MMA, you know, martial arts and all that. He was like, you know, they're all men, right? And I was like, that's okay. I'm like, I don't mind. Hopefully they don't mind because I, it's something I really enjoy that sport, but it's a way for me to, and, and it's not, um, she said, it's not this particular angle. Like I, I haven't pinpoint what is it i think it's more of like an energetical anger that i just want to get it out of my system you know uh, because i have like yeah martial because i have had i used to do that i used to bottle up all that anger and what anger did for me personally it transmuted into into sadness so instead of being angry all the time i was sad all the time so i went into Mm. depression that's that was i couldn't express my anger so I just bottle it, bottle it, bottle it. And the next thing I know, I couldn't get out of the bed. I just couldn't. Well, you know what? Anger is a more shallow emotion. And sadness lives underneath it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't surprise me at all that of what you just shared. And even, I think... The challenge with being getting really authentic and honest with people around you, let's say when you're feeling really sad, the challenge with that, of course, is that most people go like, now I have to do something. Now I have to fix Maria because she's sad. Rather than, and this is one of the, the most beautiful things we can learn to do, is just to be with a person. Just the way they are. I'm not trying to change anything. I'm not coaching Mm you. I'm your friend and I'm just being with you and allowing you to feel, feel your emotion without me trying to do anything other than you're not on your own. And if all of us could get a little bit more comfortable with the discomfort of other people's emotions, I think that, you know, a lot, you know, not necessarily everyone needs to go and see a therapist or hire a coach, but sometimes all we need is to be seen Thank and you. to be felt in the moment. Yes. Yeah. And just as it is, there were no, as you said, with no explanation behind, no, and with yourself as well, because sometimes we do that. Sometimes we go into this, you got angry at something or you seen something and you're like, oh, my God. And you go back into yourself and you're like, OK, is this a mirroring thing I'm doing? Why is it this bothering me? And sometimes we are, I think we analyze too much, you know, those feelings that in the moment we might not know what they are, but it's OK to feel them. And then eventually they'll come out. Where is it coming from? Yeah, you know, 
like I was saying earlier, there we we spend so much time swallowing what's really real for us because the outside world is not going to accept. And in the process, it's very easy for us to say, "Oh, it's not such a big deal." Oh no, I didn't oh, mean I'm it like sad. that. No, no, I didn't mean it like that, Pia. But sometimes we can go into our heads too much. You know, we can go too much and try to overthink like, okay, let's say, for instance, somebody does something that it really bothered you, right? And it bothers you because it's your values, because this is these are, you have crossed the line, you have crossed the boundaries. But until we can be clear on what our boundaries and our values are, we might take it, okay, maybe it's something I've done again. You know, and then we go with the people pleasing on that sense that we go and overanalyze. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said this. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe if things would have been different, if I would have said things, you know, and that's when I say not not put it under the carpet, but it's sometimes it's trying to pinpoint, okay, what is it that bothers us that it doesn't necessarily have to do with our being, but it's our values that is there. This is that a little bit more clear. Think. Yeah, yeah. And, and everything you just said now is very much also linked to not very strong boundaries. Yes. And so that's part of also finding your voice is to, re, to really be able to, even before you can say to somebody, you know what, that's not okay for me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not okay for me, the tone that you used when you spoke to me just now you know, to communicate a very clear boundary like that. But even before, we have to understand, well, like you said, well, what are my values? What's important to me? What isn't? And really get to know yourself in a way so that you can start then creating these strong boundaries. And I tell you, over the years, every single person that I've worked with individually there hasn't been one person that came to me with solid boundaries. They always come with boundaries that are not, certainly not strong boundaries. And, and, and part of that is because we learn very young, very young that, that we've got to listen to others and, or, or don't, with with uh, we, we like I think we talked about this before we started recording, but we have to respect our elders, mm -hmm. and of course there there's a reason why we learn that it's important. But inside of that, we also get a message that well, if I have to always listen and respect to my elders, that that means that I'm not as important. And so in the process of, of growing up and, you know, our parents, they do very best they can to make sure that we grow up into decent human beings. And part of that is to set boundaries, very important, is to give us rules also and to tell us what's okay and what isn't. But in the process, we can internalize a lot of that and suddenly we don't really know what's our voice and what's the voice of authority or education or mom and dad that's where we've got to then go back and reclaim our voice and there's many steps inside of that but certainly what you mentioned about about boundaries is a huge huge, huge. part of that yeah but it, it's it's important to know them it's important to know your values that when you do 
say, okay, this is not, I don't want to accept this, that you do it with conviction and you don't feel guilty about it. You know, because I think that's the, that's, the, that's the hardest part for somebody who's actually trying to be like, okay, this is what I like and this is not what I like. I recently had that with my siblings. It was that. I was like, she organized the whole day for me. And I was like, she organized my time. And for me, my time is valuable. And I was like, you cannot do that. It's my time. She was like, but I need a favor. Well, ask it as a favor. And I might say yes or no, depending on what I have planned. But you can't just go ahead and plan it, you know. And I think there's little things like that that we tend we tend to overlook because we always, as you said earlier, we always try to please somebody. So we're like, okay, yes, I'll do it because you don't want to feel guilty. But then mm. you feel unfulfilled. You feel in a way you might feel a little bit of anger as well because you just said yes to something you didn't want to do. And then they, yeah. that just builds up. Yeah, you build up this kind of resentment that, mm-hmm. and this is the challenge also when you want, you know, I, I call myself a recovering good girl. Uh, and and um, this is the, this is also the, the, the challenge is that we're so used to pleasing others or we're so used to doing something for somebody else. And then we do it, but inside we're going, oh, but I don't want to do this. And, and we have this uh, being resentful rather than once you can develop really healthy boundaries, then you are a choice to say, you know what? I'd like to help my sister. Okay, no problem. But then at least you're choosing not because you want to please her, but because you're feeling generous, you love your sister, and you have that extra one hour or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then you're not stuck kind of wasting all your energy kind of bitching about your sister because you didn't have the clarity and the boundary in place enough to say, I love you, but this is not going to work for me. Just as you did a moment ago, like really clear boundaries. Mm -hmm. It's simple communication, isn't it? (laughs) But that's a topic. It's a whole other topic for another podcast. Because communication, I think it is like it's full on deep conversation about how to communicate better with people. But uh, yeah, as I said, we'll go on another podcast. Pia, before we wrap up, Lovey, thank you so, so much. Thank you for sharing. Thanks for opening your heart. And thanks, uh, thanks for the tips you gave us here. If anybody wants to reach out to you, uh, get to know you more, get to work with you, where they can find you. You know, the best place to go right now is to my private Facebook group for women. And uh, it's a budding little community there. And it's called the Evolving Women's Collective. Love it. And the reason why I say that is because I'm just in the process of getting a new website. So I don't want to send them there. But if if they want direct access to me, the Facebook group is the perfect place to go. Perfect. Okay, so I'll drop the link here in the podcast. Uh, and yes, and before we wrap up, Pia, I always love to ask my guests this, but if for anybody who's starting on their journey, and in your case, because this is what you're, you coach and you teach, when they're starting on their abundance, life, spiritual journey, what would you like to tell them? I would like to tell anybody listening to be curious 
Be curious about what life has in store for you and not to make up some story about I can't do that because of X, Y, Z, or I won't do that because I'm too scared, but instead be curious about what's possible. Be curious about what riches and wisdom lies inside of you. And with that curiosity, it becomes a much more fun journey to then look to see what's inside and really then to develop your your voice. Curiosity is key in that, I would say. Oh, love it. It's something like you do when you're a kid and you want to explore everything. You're like, oh, let's do this. I want to see what happens. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, but you've done it. And now you know. (laughs) At least you got that. Okay, lovey. Thank you so, so much for being here. And uh, thanks for everything once again. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Okay, well, everybody who's listening, we will catch you next time. And, you know, if you want any topic you want to talk about, you know, you can reach out. You can reach me by email or, yeah, or just drop it in the comment over here. Subscribe and drop it in the comment. And I would love to hear your opinions. Okay, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, lovies. I love to hear your thoughts and opinions. So drop your comments or give us a shout. I'd like to get to know you more and what help and support do you need most to help you grow your business. I am Maria C. Krause and I help entrepreneurs become more visible by sharing their unique story, inspire, heal, and make a bigger impact. If you'd like to become a guest or a collaborator in any of our platforms or simply want to know about how I can help you take your business to the next level, you can find me on all social media platforms under Maria C. Krause or check out my website for freebies and updates at www.mariacrause.com. Make sure to follow us and share with your best besties to get your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to kick ass in life and in business. Love, life, me. Have a wonderful day, whatever in the world you are. Bye.